Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Reunion music out here at, the, at my family reunion because it's like three of them jams. But <laughs> it's funny says, you say that. I had a reunion this weekend. That's right. You're, cl- you're <laughs> like a, a it wasn't a reunion. You say y'all said basically the high school get together. Get together. Yeah, yeah. I basically decided it's too many of folks that went to your high school that live in that the live area. around here and y'all just got together within driving distance. And uh, so this is this kind of when you said that this is kind of what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got that kick. Yeah. Just like hey, now good time. <laughs> Oh, so where'd y'all go? What'd y'all do? We were in Round Rock. We went to a place called The Flats. Thank you for taking care of us. Nice. Shout out to Cover 3 for providing the food for us. So we had a good time. But we had an unbelievable time. So many people that that I hadn't seen. And, you know, like you said, it gets to the point where you're like, man, we live here. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I ain't ran into you or at least had lunch or something like that. That's a great point. But it was was like we didn't miss each other because it was like, boom, we started talking right away, catching back up. Just had a great old time. Have you guys been to any high school reunions? Because that's not like a reunion, but I would like that better than a reunion. Yeah. And that's basically what everybody in the group said. That's what everybody's going to I want something just my class. Right. I want want something just everybody that's cool. I don't want to be, I don't want to stand out that much, just one class. Correct. I'm like, nah, I want to disappear in the masses kind of well, thing. Yeah, my class had like 500-something people in it. Mine did, too. Mine had, I mean, so it's not sure. like, I, you know. Houston we, have, we have 40 people with ours. Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about 40 people that came this weekend. Oh, okay. We also had almost 700 at yeah. the okay, time. Yeah. We not, only had two high schools at the time. And not all those people are going to come to the reunion. No, yeah. they mad. And they talking about, oh, man, yeah. we, we should have known more about it. I, we we planned this two months ago. I haven't been to any high school reunion. Have you ever have been to any of them? Uh, yes. You've been to some? I, my, my the first one I went to I the went and watched was, I went and watched Tommy Harris from from my high school play against Drew Brees ooh. from Westlake and by the time we walked into the stadium it was already forty two <laughs> nothing I'm like what are we here for oh, halftime that's what wow. we're here for and then we're leaving okay yeah all right there you go I think the high school get together meet up yeah there it is that's what place it's a reunion Just I think go, so too let's have a meet up man yeah. you can meet up because the reunions every what ten years. Ten, yeah, What's the some of them do ten. We do five. Bucky just went to his. I think he, he hadn't gone yet. He told me it's yeah. it's, ne- it's next week. Oh, it's next it's week. Next I week. thought Bucky. Okay, yeah, because yeah, Bucky, well, I know he was going to it. Yeah, so, it's and next Bucky, week, and that's his what? Um, let's. F- that's got to be his like fiftieth. Fiftieth. Got to be his fiftieth. Got to be his fiftieth. Yeah. Ooh. He, he old. <laughs> yeah. like you know that. what? It is Don't his 50th. Don't be like that. It is his 50th. Bro, you are fifty something. I'm I'm pro. I'm approaching that too. That's what I'm saying. Throwing it out there. Fiftieth. Because that, that's I know his 18th. I know, so, but 18th. Yeah, so we let him ride out. 
Still, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to be reminded. I told him. I said, you need to go, Buck. You need to make sure you go out there because you still kicking it strong, bro. Oh, Bucky's? Bucky's yeah, so you need to go out there and, and, yeah. and let them know Buck's, Buck is still Con- out here. Considering Bucky's, all the, all the, the accidents he's had, like falling over and all this kind of crazy stuff yep. that Buck's done, Buck's in great shape. Yep. And he played football. And he played football. And, yeah, played football for years. Actually, uh, is it? He played for the Giants, my, my Giants. So yeah. two people on the station. I was going to say so two random. people from the, the only show two people that played uh, NFL football on the station <laughs> both played for the Giants. That is very random. That is rare. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to my man Buck, man. Buck's the man. All right, and uh, had something to do with the University of Texas. And yeah, one coach and one play there. Yeah, that. That's, there you go. I, don't know, I guess that's unique. A good point. I, yeah. I don't know why I never thought about yeah. that. I heard Buck talking about it this morning, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got some uh, NFL news notes and nuggets to get to. A lot of different topics. We'll uh, get to some sound from Nick Chubb, uh, who was apparently a part of this uh, running back call. There was a running back Zoom call, I should say, more importantly, between the top running backs in all of the NFL. And yeah, they are, uh, at least they, they are upset. Um, and disgruntled with the current running back market in the NFL, and they decide to, you know, uh, organize a Zoom call to discuss it. I don't know what that could have done about it, but at least they can all <laughs> be on the same page, though. No, it's important they be on the same page. It's how the same talking point. I mean, it, got, it had to start with a meeting. Yep, all, it did great, have to start all, with a meeting. All great movements, you got to start with a meeting. We got to meet yep. to talk about, uh, do we all agree uh, how to strategize, Correct. what to talk about, what our concerns are, what's the, what are the issues. So they had a meeting, and it included Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, uh, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins. Were they missing a running back? Any running back missing on this list that needed to be on that list? I think that you needed to have – I think you needed some of the younger guys. I think Bijan should have been on Bichon that guy. Bijan and Jameer should have been on it. And Jameer, good point. And I think, you Those know – Those two should have been on the call. Uh, somebody just – James Robinson just got signed – by by a team, the Giants. Matter of fact, he just signed with uh, the Giants. As that's why he wasn't back. invited. That's why he wasn't on the call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scab. <laughs> um, no, that might be good. That's the thing. Most of those guys are guys that are basically Pacheco. currently like their contracts mm-hmm. either ran out this year and they're on the franchise tag, or their contracts run out next year. They're all guys that basically are in the next year trying to figure out how they're going to get some money. Yeah, yep. yeah. They should have invited Bijan. Because Bichon, so he's going to be crucial. Him yes. and Jameer Gibbs, to your yeah. point, Patrick, they're crucial cogs in like the future forecasting of the running back market Correct. as it stands. But uh, they, uh, we'll get to this uh, Nick Chubb sound here in just a second too, because uh, Nick Chubb, he's one of the only backs, I, only running backs, I believe, that spoke about what actually happened there. Um, but Harge, there's no question, man. When you look at some of the stats, and I've been looking at them, and they're just mind-blowing as to why the NFL has decided this is gospel. The running backs are shouldn't be over overly valued. They shouldn't be long-term investments of any kind. And m- most teams, not all teams, most teams believe they shouldn't be drafted high either. Since 2013, no Super Bowl winning team has paid its leading rusher more than $2.5 million. And, that's, that, and the me, that, average salary of of the of a leading rusher on the past fourteen Super Bowl teams one point four million dollars. That's why they decided we're gonna we're gonna go against the running backs and not pay them because we got running backs like Pacheco. But this is the reason why those teams Pacheco are man. happening because they have good quarterbacks. 
The teams that are winning, they have good quarterbacks. Well, the Texans had Damian Pierce. He's not a good quarterback. No, I, I, Tyler Azier with the Atlanta Falcons, they didn't have a good quarterback. No. It's not. Yeah, that's a it, very it, good it, point. You cannot that's tie right. that productivity with quarterbacks. Because yeah. okay. Tyler Azier, who the, who the hell the Falcons he had, had back there? Uh, Mariota. Ritter and Mariota. Okay. Mariota. Okay. And he's, on the, <laughs> he's on the quarterback show. Yeah, exactly. With and, MIA. And Damian Pierce with Davis Mills. Please. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, had good come numbers, on man. Yeah, Brian Robinson. Um, it did he got a guy shot? Yes. 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 So guys that get shot, <laughs> right? Drafted in the second round, give you 857 total yards and three touchdowns. And you, and you want me to pay? pay? And you want me to pay some dude top dollar when I can get a running back who got shot? You owe the that season? dude that got shot. You owe him some money because he wanted to get back because he knew he needed money during that time. He got his performance paid those too. Because <laughs> he did. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, but that's no, what no. Pacheco got too. But to that point, I'm just saying, like you know, Damian Pierce, these guys, they they don't. Associating necessarily a prolific offense or a great quarterback, they're still really, really productive. I mean, Damian Pierce had over 1,100 total yards, guys, yeah. as a fourth round pick for the Texans. That, I think, is hurting the value of the running back probably more than any other uh, factor. Is that you look at all these running backs, Pacheco dropped in the seventh round, Tyler Azier in the fifth round, just. There's no, you know, why are you drafting running backs high and why are you paying them that kind of money as a long term investment? Which, by the way, no team really wants to do. Nick Chubb, I believe, was the last running back. That received like a long term deal, right? A big time long term deal. Mm. The rest of, them, the rest of them have been taking kind of pay cuts, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, Mixon just took a pay cut because he wanted to stay there. Yeah, Nick Chubb has signed a. Yeah. Basically, the basically he's the last running back to sign a deal worth ten million or more per year. That's in 2021. Yeah, and the so he's the last are, one to do it. Yeah. Thirty six point six million over three years. Still. And, and Nick Chubb, by the way. People have no idea how – people ask you who's the, best run, who's the best running back in the league right now, in your opinion. It would have to be Nick Chubb, he's, numbers-wise. He, nobody brings him up, though, when you ask right. that question. But he actually – numbers-wise, because he's he play, not – He yeah. plays in Cleveland. That's why. That's why. That's why nobody <laughs> brings it up. Just like you brought up Cleveland. Kareem Hunt the other day, right? Like, Kareem Hunt is not getting paid, and he was another back that was up for big numbers. But I, I go back to character issues with Kareem Hunt, and maybe that's, that's why they're not paying him his that's money. That's right. Uh, but Nick Chubb is a guy that everybody – I'll never forget. We were at the, the uh, national championship game, Georgia versus Alabama, and they kept giving the ball – to Nick Chubb. Man. And my boy Chip Brown was so mad. He was like, "That's he's not even the best running back on that team. And I kept saying, he's going to be a good pro because of his size. Yeah, Because of his size. Because Sonny Michelle was on that team. I remember that. And Nick Chubb now, to your point, is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And he won't get paid for it. No. He got <laughs> that- the last payday. Uh yeah, that's yep. that's kind of the tragedy. That whole thing is that yeah he won't he and now he just said he got he did get a big payday for him. But if you look at running backs with five seasons of at least five yards per attempt, Jim Brown, mm. Jamal Charles, Barry Sanders, Nick Effing Chubb. <laughs> Think about that. You got two dudes from uh with the minimum the Browns. Cash. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty wild. Um, but, yeah, so Nick Chubb is legit, but you're right. He won't be paid. Um, except we have some audio here that we'll get to of Nick Chubb as well. But, you know, Harge, I, I, don't, I don't see – you're a baseball guy, so you have experience with one of the best unions and most powerful unions in all of pro sports. Mm-hmm. The NFL is the weakest players union in all of pro sports. And I don't know if they're in a position to play hardball and negotiate for running backs – 
when right. they can't even get the stuff they want, like guaranteed <laughs> contracts True. and long-term health care. They can't even get they they can't even get rid of the franchise tag. For, I mean, it, it's a lot of stuff they can't get rid of. I don't know if the players' union is going to have this passion and vigor to, mm-hmm. def, to you know what I mean to prioritize running backs right. when the fit hits the shan and they got to negotiate a new CBA. That 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 right? I do. Where, believe. where does it fall on the list of priorities at that time? Well, I do believe your 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 comment about how they need to go about this, where they start negotiating a little bit earlier. Yeah, man, jump the line. Bro. You gotta you Zeke did. Yep, jump the, Zeke jump the line. Jump the line. Jump the line. And down. I think that they need to start doing that a little bit earlier because that will put a lot of pressure on these. I don't. I don't like you said. I don't think it's gonna change their mind, but it definitely needs to stay at the forefront of the dis- discussion. Yep. Um, here's Nick Chubb when he was asked about what was discussed in that meeting, uh, the running backs only meeting uh, for some of the top running backs uh, via Zoom call. McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and saying Derrick Coin all had a lot of good points, but the biggest thing is that we're the only position that our production hurts us the most. You know, if we go out there and run for 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're going to say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, I mean, it's tough. You know, we it hurts us just to go out, to go out there and do good. It hurts us at, at the end of the day. Wow, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's heartbreaking. That is kind of heartbreaking, though. He said that it hurts them to do. And it right. hurts for me to do well because then they're gonna say I carried the ball too much. You wore yourself like, out. Yeah. Look, and I'll tell you this: if you want to really try and push hands of ownerships and GMs and and all of that of what the actual end result of this is going to be. More stories like this. And basically tell every mother in America and every kid in America, give up playing running back. I don't want to see any running backs on the field anymore. Not in college, not in high school. No more running backs. Mm. And then tell me in the NFL where you're going to start paying running backs because it's an ecosystem. And the ecosystem used to work that some teams would not pay running backs. Some teams Mm -hmm. would. And if you were good enough, you could get on a team and there was a free market and you could get on a team. And now they've broken the thing to be like, oh, no, no, there's enough good running backs out there. We don't have to do it. Now, if that pool dries up and all your really talented, fast, strong guys start playing defensive end, start yeah. playing linebacker, Cornerback. Mm-hmm. start playing, you know, mm-hmm. the smaller DB. guys play, you, yep. your Deuce Vaughn's is, uh, a DB, mm-hmm. and, but then Derrick Henry's a uh, linebacker. And you get all these guys and they start changing positions. Well, now the pool to draft, and now you're getting the ball. What is he averaging? Average yard to carry? Hey, what are we doing? Well, we're throwing the ball nonstop, and there's pass rushing us nonstop because there is no run game anymore because we killed it because we, <laughs> yeah. we said we weren't going to pay him any money. <laughs> so we said we're going to ruin your legs. You're never going to walk right ever again. <laughs> you're going to probably get a lot of CTE because you're going to have concussions because you're lowering your head, and we tell you not to, but you're going to. He's going to do it. And we're also going to tell you don't do it, but if you don't get that first down, we're going to cut you. <laughs> and, and we're going to do all that, and, and then at the end of the day say we're not going to reward you for anything you've done for us. There is an ecosystem part of it, and if you want to really say, hey, what the end game of this is for you is you're going to lose the best athletes, and it's going to shrink this pool. And GMs are not going to care because they won't have a job then anyway. But if you want to go to the ownerships and go, hey, you need to find something, whether it is a pool of money to reward running backs that do well or whatever it is, you need to make sure that running backs have a reason to be running backs or else you're going to see a lot of guys in college start refusing to play corner uh, running back. And Nick Saban's going to be talking in big in SEC media days about how you can't get a good running back anymore because mm-hmm. no one wants to do it because there's no money in the NFL. That is the bigger part of what the future could hold for the NFL if they don't try and t- if they just hardball this and say we're not going to do anything where you guys aren't worth it. That's where the problem is because the ecosystem 
has been set at, well, the Cowboys will pay you. No, not anymore. But I'm saying it used to be. Yeah. And it used to be uh, the Titans will pay you. It used to be a few teams will pay you. Now the 49ers are the only team that will pay you. Maybe. There used to be (laughs) half the teams in the league would pay for a running back and the other would would get a rookie. And then eventually the other you would switch and you get GMs. Now everyone realizes, well, you can't win by paying a running back. You have to fix that somehow or else when you get 10 years down the line and there are no top running backs anymore, you're going to have a real big problem where they go, oh, we did this to ourselves. Yeah. Now, I'm with you, though. I think the long-term effect is that people will just stop playing running back. It's yeah. almost like when quarterback became the marquee position and all yep. the best athletes wanted to play quarterback. And they yeah. wanted to play offense because fantasy football and all the points were being scored. So I think inevitably, yeah, children will stop wanting to play running back position, and I don't blame them at all. And you brought it up the mm-hmm. other day, or you brought it up multiple times when you talked about the story of Trayvon Diggs. When he wanted to play wide receiver and Nick Saban mm-hmm. said, no, you need to play cornerback. And he was like, I don't want to do it. And then now look at him. Yeah. Oh, one of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cried over He it. did. Yep. But also, when he said that, he goes, you'll make more money as a cornerback. Yep. Now tell me. You won't hey, say you're you won't gonna, make it as a running back. Yeah. If, hey, I need you to transfer from uh, from linebacker to running back. Well, am I going to make more money? Way less. Career's going to be mm. shorter. You're going to get hurt more. It's it's thankless. And then everybody at the end of the day is going to tell you that you're the bum. Mm-hmm. Yep. So switch. Yep. I think for, uh, for running backs overall, their best chance is – Honestly, like I said, to start skipping the line and playing extreme hardball with your contract, meaning get most of your money up front after yep. you have that big year, which running backs have early on. And hell, you know, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco, I know it sounds effed up, and it is. Those guys should already be manipulating their circumstances, right? To try to got to do their, it from the rip. Try to get their payday early. Yep, yep. Because that's the only they wait and try to. You know, be try to wait for the the system to kick in so that they can get their payday on the back end, second contract. All those running backs are going to get shafted. Yep, they're not going to get their true value. The only way they can get their true value is I'm with you. I think they got to skip the line. Zeke did it. Good. Zeke did. Get he jumped out there early. Everybody's mad at Zeke. Everybody's mad at Zeke. Everybody's mad at Le'Veon Bell. Calling those guys, you know, dishonorable and why'd they do that? They're not great teammates. They're cancer in the locker room, that kind of stuff, whatever you want to say about Le'Veon Bell. And even Zeke skipping the line, whatever, it didn't help his reputation. It was the smartest thing to do for both of those guys. Yeah. And yeah, the analytics even says after those guys signed contracts, Le'Veon Bell averaged what? Three point nine yards per carry. No, three point two, sorry. Yeah. Three point two yards per carry when he signed with the Jets the next year, but he was getting paid thirteen million. And yeah, he was. Did Zeke fall off a cliff and his productivity fall off a cliff? Yes, it most certainly did. But he got his money. Mm-hmm. So you can't worry about whether the analytics are going to predict that you as a running back decline at a certain age. Most of it says you will inevitably decline at that age. Numbers don't lie. Yep. And Father Time is undefeated. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but is now that you know this and they know this, if you're Bijan, Man, after you have the best season for any running back in the NFL, your rookie year. Do it right away. You might need to already start saying, guys, yep. I think I need a bump. Just, right away. I, I can't, you know what? My thing is, take all of my money that's in my contract for other stuff, incentives and stuff, and just give it to me guaranteed up front. That's, that's the way to just go. Just flip it. Because that's what them quarterbacks are doing. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yep. He's got to play hardball because if B. John rates, B. John's going to be the, the latest victim of a depressed running back market. Yep. And he's not going to get his value. 
Or Jamar Gibbs. Of Jamar Gibbs. Yep. Jamar Gibbs in that conversation, yep. too. Uh, okay, a couple other NFL stories. Uh, guys, Chris Jones did not come to training camp uh, for – did not report to training camp for the Kansas City Chiefs, and even Andy Reid admitted he's surprised by it because Chris Jones wants his money, too. Oh, of course. And I'm not mad at him because Chris Jones probably just watched uh, – who was it? Uh, Quentin Williams? Yes, from paid. the Jets. From yes. the Jets, yeah. He just, watched, he just watched another D tackle get paid, and he's mm-hmm. saying to himself – uh, you know what? I'm just as good, if not better, than that guy, and I need to be paid, or I need to be bumped up in salary. And I can tell you, well, right now, the war daddies in the NFL, and that, these are these big interior D linemen that could be run stuffers and pass rushers, so not many guys have both of those qualities. Man, they are becoming more and more valuable, um, and they're starting to get paid a lot of big money. These, these interior D tackle contracts are now they are robust, right. to say the least. Quentin Williams' uh, contract worth $96 million. Of course, Aaron Donald, he deserves. Aaron Donald should have a clause in his contract that any time a guy on a D-line is paid more than him, he, he, gets, needs, he gets to bump. And using his Madden rating for every time he that, goes in there to negotiate. He's have favored nations. Yep. He, yeah, dude, he really does. I can't because Quentin Williams has now paid more than Aaron Donald at D-Taco, which, I mean, yeah, Aaron Donald's the man. Was it seven straight times yeah. as a 99? Which is 99. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, D-Taco, $94 million contract. Deron Payne, nine. $90 million. Dexter Lawrence, $87.5 million. You know, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones is at $80 million now. So Chris Jones is four, five, six, seven, eight. He's eighth. That's why he's, he's mad. He's the eighth highest paid D tackle now in total contract value. Yeah, that's why he wants it. Yeah, I need my money. He's like, man, I'm better than that. <laughs> Come on now. I want my money. So I, I, I understand considering how many D tackles we've seen get paid lately. And he is, I believe you look at D tackles who have the most uh, pressures in sacks with only four-man rushes without blitzing. Uh, he is first in pressures uh, among D linemen for that category. And he is only behind Micah Parsons. Uh, for sacks in that category with sacks with just the front four no blitzing basically no blitzes uh just your with four linemen or less on the field Ooh. he's really really productive and he demands a double team all the time and the guy can beat double teams consistently so they'll have to pay him he's they don't the, the Kansas City Chiefs don't pay a lot of people except for Mahomes Kelsey and probably this guy right <laughs> yes. remember they let they let Honey Badger walk let Tyreek Hill walk They're like nah man walk go ahead please go ahead we need Take your steps. That tackle, remember that tackle they had? They, they let him walk to the left tackle. All they figure they need is Mahomes, Kelsey, and I think they need Chris Jones too. He's that war daddy up front for him. Uh, also, did you hear about this strange uh, injury to um, Singletary? To Singletary? No, I haven't heard no, that. Oh, uh, you talking about Hines? Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines, sorry. Yeah, I was I like, Singletary, what happened to him? I apologize. <laughs> I'm thinking Texans. about former Buffalo Bills oh, running yeah. back. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Naheem Hines, thank you yeah. very much. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, he apparently had a jet ski injury yeah. that hurt his leg, and he's going to be out for, I don't know, for the foreseeable future. It, it was He was stationary? Yeah, he was. He, he was the someone anything. hit him? Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, apparently, like, yeah, he just, and it, it was bad enough where he had to have surgery immediately. Yeah, Oof. so bad. Hanging out. Now, that's the question. Do they do they go after Dalvin Cook and get the Cook brothers together? He's going to end up in that division either way. It seems well like. because you remember James Cook, his brother is is playing for Buffalo right yep. now. Yep. So they could have brothers at running back if they go after him. Yeah, but how much does that brother cost? Mm. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's all about the cost at this point. Yep. Um, yeah. So he was struck by. I wonder what the the rider had to be a friend, right? Yeah. No, I don't it even know. It doesn't have to be. Didn't like, seem to be. 
Why would he be hanging out on jet skis with people he doesn't just be know at the lake. kicking it? Or being wherever you're at, why and then someone that, comes why by. Why would they be that close to you? Because jet skiers can be idiots sometimes. And they probably, been, and they out, probably recognized him. It was like, hey, man, that's a mind. I've been out at the lake where jet skis will circle a boat or something like that, and if you just lost control real quick, you can make up a lot of ground pretty quick. I'll wow. be suing him because he's got that's that, right. and he's got that contract stipulation. You know about it because we're not supposed to be doing those that's things. Why I, think, I think if it was a if it was somebody he doesn't know, it's going to be a huge deal yes. because he's going to sue them. Yeah, because his um, contract is now being it could be it he could violate, be shrink, he could, yes. he's violating his contract. There, yep. There's a clause in there yep. about participating in these extracurricular activities, and they can take money from him. Yep. Also, so if he doesn't sue, it's somebody he knows. If yeah, he does exactly. sue, then, then somebody does so some jackass out well, there or acting he can crazy say, and being reckless. Look, dog, I'm going to sue you, but bring it back. We can work it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to sue you, and I'm going to win, and I'll give you half. He's got, I mean, <laughs> he's got a good case if somebody hit him somebody on the leg like that. Because, I mean, that's his livelihood, and uh, he's going to be out, looks yeah. like, for the rest of the season. I don't. I mean, it says he's going to miss the entire. It's Tom Pelissero says he's going to miss the entire 2023 season. Yeah. And that's awful. And I say if, but if, he wasn't a back that they used a lot. He was their kickoff return specialist and punt return specialist. Hey, so I'm talking I'm, about as far as those positions. Oh, are I concerned. know. But still, if you look at injury, in, if you if he's on the IR, yeah, as opposed to being on the actual roster. Oh yeah, I get he's going to be on the roster. And remember, he ran back two kickoffs last year. And how much money he's going to miss? That's a lot of straight cash, homie. You're and you already know that the running back position ain't getting nothing anyway. Come on now. Yeah. Who I say? Somebody, so they often get hurt. Gets, somebody gets sued, or it's somebody who feels really, really bad in that in that circle. Yeah. A family or a family friend is like, dude, I feel so bad. No doubt. You might have just ruined that person's career. He done. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into Rod's round of the day. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the special assistant from last season for Texas, Gary Patterson, and what he left with Texas. He left him um, a little uh, parting gift, and we'll talk about what that is. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful nine horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. Start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh, we'll talk a little Texas football while we have some time. And one of the things that uh, I rem- remember from last season. And we talked about it a lot in last season. Was uh, Texas playing a lot more what we call kind of matchup zone, uh, pattern match zone, which is uh, essentially a combination of man and zone coverage. It's a zone coverage that'll deteriorate, break down into a man coverage once the route concepts are declared by the offense. So once they're uh, probably into their their route combinations. It'll be decided based on, you know, leverage and based on the responsibilities of the coverage, and you'll pass off those routes. And then once you pass them off and guys declare what route they're running, then it deteriorates to a man coverage. You take your man. And it can be complicated. And since it's a coverage that depends on communication, there can be things that are lost in communication. And Texas last year had some busts. 
uh, in their coverage with some of these uh, different types of pattern match zone. Basically, they're playing a lot of what they call match quarters. So they're playing matchup zone coverage in cover four. Uh, which is everybody takes one quarter of the field. You got four deep, and Texas would pass off the different routes in their pattern match zone last year. And except they had some busts, and you remember the games. Hell, um, Iowa State was one. TCU, remember that one? You're talking about guys running wide open. Uh, K-State had another one of those guys uh, in that bust. Um, Iowa State yes. had a couple of these two. Uh, I would say I actually had a couple of them. I, I'm looking at two different plays that I would say, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say took advantage of it, and I'll tell you why. We'll get into some of the details, actually, of why Iowa State had so much success versus Texas pattern match zone. I just explained how it worked. It's kind of a combination of zone and man, and you can confuse the defender's keys with some of your route concepts and the way you run your routes. But if Texas is seasoned and they are – you know, uh, and they have a lot of synchronicity and chemistry, continuity within the secondary, they'll be comfortable enough passing off those routes. And although they can't verbally communicate at the time, they'll have enough experience working together. They'll know what each other is supposed to be king and what the other is supposed to be thinking. That's where you want to be. And one more year in the system, they should be that. Now, the reason they're playing so much matchup quarters and quarters coverage they call match quarters is because of Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson came in, looked at PK's defense, and remember I told you PK is a – I love the PK hire. I told you guys that from the jump. I actually was more excited about the PK hire than I was about the Sark hire. But I will admit PK miscalculated the conference, misdiagnosed the Big 12 conference, and didn't realize that it was um, it was a running league cross-dressing as a passing league, and I think he approached it as a passing league, and it's not. And he got fooled in Texas first year. They brought in Gary Patterson, and one of the – the, the key factors in Gary Patterson's impact was him increasing Texas matchup quarters uh, and their quarters coverage. They actually last year played more quarters coverage than any team in the Big 12. And it actually tracks to Gary, Gary Patterson's influence because in 2021, Gary Patterson's TCU Horn Frogs were, were documented at f- close to 54% of their coverages were quarters, matchup quarters zone, the, the, the matchup zone I'm talking about. In 2021 for Texas, they were at 33%. It's not a bad number, but it's about a third. Not a bad number. When Gary Patterson came in in 2022, that number jumped to 54%. You really, you really write the same number that, tech, that TCU was in 2021 when Gary Patterson was calling the shots. And Gary, Gary Patterson came here, not saying he was calling all the shots. He was making valued suggestions. And one of his valued <laughs> suggestions was. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, he's making valued suggestions. And one of them was, you know what, we, su- we should play more quarters coverage. Now, remember, everybody in the Big 12 is playing more two high safeties at this time, too, because the Big 12 was at one point a passing league. I do believe now, going forward, because you have a lot more teams that were running the football, you could see Texas get back to a lot of single highs so they can put an extra defender in the box. Um, but the crazy thing about it, the Big 12 is shifting so it's shifting back and forth so quickly that, honestly, your, your quarters coverage, your two high shell quarters coverage, matchup quarters, actually still fits the Big 12 really well. This is how you know Gary Patterson knew the conference really well. Because now you have a lot of air raid teams coming back into the Big 12. All of a sudden. And this is the hybrid spread schemes of the Iowa State and the K-States of the world 
Texas Tech is running air raid now. Um, hell, TCU was running the air raid last year. We'll see what they bring in now uh, with uh, Garrett Riley gone. But they were running their form of the air raid. We know Oklahoma runs a form of the air raid too. There are like three or four teams in the Big 12 that started to run air raid again. So you're still pretty good keeping a lot of your two high shell looks. Uh, but with Gary Patterson gone, don't expect that match quarters coverage rate to drop. I think it's gonna continue. Texas is gonna continue to stay in that match quarters coverage. They just have to master it better. Now, g- getting to the the way that you um, manipulate that coverage and the way you exploit that coverage, Iowa State probably has the film. Or that Texas needs to be watching too, but also Texas opponents on how you are able to kind of use different cheat codes to throw off the keys and to manipulate the keys of the coverage defenders in that pattern match cover four. Iowa State, and I went back and clocked it too and went back and looked at it again. Man, Iowa State ran a ton of bunch formations. And what that does, bunch formations, is you have what they call a star burst release where you have multiple receivers uh, releasing in different directions. Really tough for DBs to be able to uh, be able to decipher exactly where guys are going. So you just back up and be basically you, you're very you're 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 trying to be as, you know, as as least, least aggressive as possible. Because you don't want to try to put your hands on the wide receivers and reroute them because you don't want to get picked off at the line of scrimmage. So most of your DBs will back up, and they'll give the receivers space to operate. That's what Iowa State did a, a lot of. And Texas gave them space to operate, and they did really, really well. So use a ton of bunch formations. And you go look at when they were throwing in bunch formations last season, uh, Iowa State, 86% completion percentage when they were throwing to a bunch formation um, 8.2 yards per attempt. They mastered it. And that was kind of the first key. Don't let Texas reroute you. Use bunch formations to get off of the line of scrimmage free. And I would say used a ton of in-breaking routes. Like they kept throwing in-breaking routes as much as they could. As a matter of fact, they had a 90% completion percentage. Yes, that's right. 90% completion 90. percentage. Yeah, on in-breaking routes against Texas. They were completing everything. All their in-breaking stuff. And Texas really couldn't figure out a way to stop the in-breaking routes. Uh, that also can confuse a lot of the, I don't want to say confuse, it's a cheat code against cover, cover four match quarters because most defenders are playing outside leverage in match quarters. You're playing outside leverage, over the top and outside. So inside breaking cuts are really good. And the DBs are not being aggressive to reroute the wide receivers. They're playing off, so you got a free release and you got an inside cut which is an easier completion for your quarterback. So it's, it's simple stuff, but like I said, Iowa State probably showed you the blueprint on how to manipulate Texas's pattern match cover four zone. And they, I think they're going to play even more of it this year potentially because they believe their guys now have mastered it, but there will be a lot of different teams that will be trying to, like I said, find the loopholes within that coverage. And one of them is they call it um, Lincoln Raleigh, I believe, popularized this, this term or this concept it's called a burst route. A burst route is essentially a hesitant. It's a slant, but then a hesitation mid-slant. And the hesitation will force defenders to play the route combination differently. Because they see a hesitation, they think hitch route. Or they think stop route. 
you play stop routes differently than you do in cover in cover four pattern match zone. You play a stop route differently than you're gonna play a a movement route or a deeper route. But the hesit slant, it stops about five or six yards to make you think that, oh, it could be a stop route, could be a hitch, and then a continuation by the wide receiver either on an, a, a long kind of deep slant across the, the middle or they can change direction and kind of run a slant to the corner, a slant in a corner or a slant and go, uh, if you will. But he calls it a burst. Texas got beat with that route concept three different times last season for touchdowns. Mm. K-State did it, TCU did it, and Iowa State did it. All were touchdowns, too. They all were touchdowns when they did it. No. It's a brilliant concept because it does completely discombobulate defenders because your eyes are lying to you because the DB probably passes that route off thinking that the underneath defenders got it yep, or yep, yep. you know somebody else has got that route. I will go defend the deep over the top, and then turns out that guy becomes a deep uh, threat yep. because they continue on the route. They don't they don't stop when they hesitate, and that guy Texas three different times. If they get beat on that concept again, and by the way, if you're Alabama, Alabama gonna be throwing that concept out of them a ton. All right, and if they get beat by Alabama on that concept, remember Robbie told you. Yep. They're going to do it. I do it on Texas a ton. I was going to say, I would, I would run time. that a lot. And y'all know the play. Especially in pressure situations yeah. where you need a big play. It was that, I think it was, it was that big touchdown to Quinn Johnson. It was mm-hmm. only a few, only one, I think a couple in that TCU where game. Where he was down the middle by himself. That's why he was by himself. Yep. yep. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he was by himself. That uh, K State, the Warner touchdown. Yep. Same concept. Wide open. And then, and Iowa State used it in the red zone. And it was a brilliant concept by Iowa State in the red zone. I mean, they did a good job of it, too. He kind of faked like – and sometimes they fake like going to block. That Iowa State did kind of a fake like he was going to block. And it was like a stock block. It was kind of a stock block. And, and then, then pow, Still same concept, though. Yep. Those are kind of the loopholes within the coverage, but that's Texas' favorite coverage is the pattern match cover four. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into a few more off-the-record items. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Horn. Down the horn, smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. I think I this song sounds familiar to me. I think I know it, but this is definitely something you heard at your unc- aunt and uncle's it does, party. It feels like I say, that's what the, the vibe is. It feels like this is at the cookout, yep. the family reunion again. Patrick, who is this? This is Mel Waiters. I have heard this. Yeah. I, this was actually played at like a family reunion or a cookout. I, yeah. I don't know what Patrick doing, man. He trying that's, to. Uh, song's called "Got My Whiskey." Oh yeah, we're just talking about that. Sounds like the break. <laughs> Sounds like unk. Don't be putting me on that brown. Y'all don't want to see me get down on that brown. <laughs> that does sound like unk. He brings his own whiskey too. Yeah, he does. Uh, all right, let's talk about. But he it. got special ones in the trunk. <laughs> he ain't letting y'all get in that one. Yeah, he y'all got, got something to share for everybody. But <laughs> he got his own special mine. stash. Yeah, this mine. All right, so uh, Florida A and M football <laughs> is involved in a little bit of a scandal, and they've. Um, Apparently, they stopped and ceased all football activities while they conducted an in-house investigation because a rap video, unauthorized, unapproved rap video, was filmed in the team's locker room 
and it resulted in them having to look into it because some of the lyrics mm-hmm. from the rap song um, were offensive and derogatory, of course. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they also said this was not approved by any of the administration or the coaches. Uh, he act, the, the the video itself <laughs> it it act, <laughs> and it's, the rapper is real Boston Richie mm-hmm. and it's titled Cinder Blitz. <laughs> That's the name of the song. And the coach, Willie Simmons, apparently got hold of the video on Friday. And after it was released and hit hit the Internet already, he decided this is inconsistent with the values and beliefs of FAMU. And then they decided, you know what, we're suspending all activity on the football team while we investigate. They have resumed, though. Yes, they have. It, it, as of they start back tomorrow. They, yeah, so they've announced they're going to yep. resume it. So I'm assuming the investigation is over. What did they find? No, they said that it is still, since this is still an ongoing investigation. Oh, still ongoing. Okay. No further comment can be shared at this time. And this is from the vice president and AD. She said, no further comment can be shared at this time. In my role, I have been transparent with the stakeholders and at this time will be no different. I will make myself available for comment at the conclusion of this investigation. I love this story. Yeah. Real Boston Richie. You guys know the rapper Real Boston Richie? Never heard of him until you, until they got suspended. So can we all agree this is brilliant by Real Boston Richie? He brilliant got some marketing. great marketing. Brilliant marketing. Yeah. Brilliant marketing. He may have screwed over some of his friends. This is true. Well, like, hey, yeah. listen, it is what it is. Man. I need to I'm assuming it. he's a student there. Real boss and Richie. He, I would assume he okay, is because you know he has to. I'm googling this. He guy. has to be involved in it to know to even do it there. Real Boston Richie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because he listen. He either knows because he has even, to know somebody to know somebody to get he's in. He's got to know somebody on the staff. Yes. Because you he, he had like apparently equipment on. They yeah. used equipment Jer- in the locker I mean, room. Coaches shirts. Coaches shirts. Yeah. So my thing was, this is somebody in the equipment in on the equipment staff. He has to be. Because the equipment staff, they have a lot of power. Y'all may not notice, but the equipment staff, they, they have access to everything. Yeah. They got they, to they they get in the buildings all the time. When people are not there, they got to be there all the time. So the night, washing all the jerseys and yeah. washing everybody's stuff. So the equipment people, they're there all the time. Like, if you ever get locked out, usually you can hit somebody up in the equipment staff, and they're probably there hanging out, working. Because they Definitely work Definitely has to be somebody. So it's my, an inside job. My theory, my theory equipment staff. It's yeah. the equipment staff. That's how they got it. Now, the, the, there are players on the team that were participating in the video. You can see them. Oh, yeah. They was live with him. But how they got access to the locker room and got in, that could have been players. But how you got jerseys and all that kind of stuff, they got to be mm-hmm. equipment people. Unless they just took it. They That's a great point. It. They could just took it. That's a great point. He's from Tallahassee, Florida, though. Real Boston Richie. Yeah. And you know where Florida, so maybe, you know where FAMU is? Tallahassee. So maybe, yeah. It's right across the street from oh, FSU. Yeah. Is it? Oh, trust me. Yeah. The recruiting visit, you know where they take you? Yeah. FAMU. FAMU. I, oh, yeah? Yeah, because the women oh, yeah. outnumber the men there like four to one mm-hmm. at FAMU. Yep. Famous. Well, at least it did back in the day. Spent I don't know some time there. My, my, my little oh, cousin, he yeah. is there right now. Mm-hmm. He's at FAMU. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. I'm sure he's enjoying it. He is definitely having a great time. Uh, it doesn't say if he went to FAMU or not, but I, I'm hard. I think you're right. And if he didn't go there, he definitely knows and is known by everybody mm-hmm. there. A lot of people there. Yeah, no doubt. Smart move by him. It's a, hey, it's a hustler's mentality. How can I get my school on and get me on? And I'm all in the in the conversation huh. all over. Hey, he's just, he's currently signed to Future's record label. And you know Future is all bands. about the. And you know he's all about the controversy. 
He made yeah. a song about Russell the other day. He did. I mean, come on, man. His, Leave Russell alone. His mixtape, Public Housing, peaked at number 60 on the Billboard 200. Okay. Boston, at number 60. Real Boston Richie. Okay. So there you go. But this is a brilliant move by him because now people are watching his videos and now you know the name. Right. Real Boston Richie. Mm-hmm. When else would we have even you know, never. discovered that? We would have never talked never. about him. I would have never known about him. So he was even, not one of my mumble rappers that I have to worry about. <laughs> he did. He did his boys dirty. He definitely did. But yeah. these yeah, youngsters don't care about that these days. They don't. No. Keelan Robinson has got like four videos on yeah. the 40 Acres and he's had some players in the videos hanging out kicking it. But he ain't over there going crazy like, oh boy. Yeah, his lyrics are not as <laughs> offensive. Exactly. Yeah, I would like Keenan Robinson. I think he's got a new video. I heard Zay talking about it. Uh, Keenan Robinson's yeah, got a new been video out there. Out. I know. I know where he makes a lot of his music. I know where he. Oh, you know where his studio is? Yeah, I know where. It's Do at. you really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you yeah. like Keenan Robinson's music? It's okay. I, it I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't listen to that near as much as I used to. What's like, that? What's that? That rap like that? That hardcore <laughs> rap? You sound like an old man. I, 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 I am. listen to that. Oh, I like that listen rap. to that rap. <laughs> got into an argument with my kids one Hold day. Hold on, what kind of rap talking, is it again? Uh, mumble. The mumble rap. rap. I don't oh, do the mumble rap. I think that, yeah, I agree. It all sounds I mean, same. I'm not mad at them. Keep no. doing what you're Some doing because it, it's a different different crowd. My son, my son listened to it. I know. I agree. I you don't, know what I'm saying? I don't really listen to it. That's not what I'm at. You put me on Killer Mike the other day, and I was like, Killer I've been Mike's rocking fun. Killer Mike. His last, and I never uh, used to rock Killer his Mike. His last album is fantastic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into the mumble rap either. Yeah. That's well, true. I keep it moving. But hey. Remember the whisper rap? Remember whisper rap? I'm not joking, guys. That was a rap Oh, yeah. They were just whispering throughout the whole song. Yin Yang Quinn. Get that yeah, yeah, yin yang twins. You're like, what? We do. I do sound like an old man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Whisper rap, I'm mumble sorry. rap, and whisper rap. He's like, guys, can we admit now we're just making up rap styles that don't need to be invented? Mumble rap and whisper rap. Oh, yeah. You got Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. <laughs> you can make up anything. You're like, Pootie Tang. It's like an SNL skit. All right, mumble rap, whisper yeah, rap. I can't do it. All right, we'll come back. We'll get. We'll stop. We'll stop the old man radio and get into some uh, Texas football discussion. We'll go out on the grassy no and talk conspiracy theory. Also talk about uh, the projecting the best passers in college football for 2023. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful, none of